0: I love them all, and you're gonna love them too, whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream. There is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at tillamook.com. That's T I L L A M O O K.com. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about
1: hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel?
0: It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, the combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you. Found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. An international cut of Uninvited, Bay Area Sports Fans, and the M Night movie we all have to watch to believe. All this and more on a brand new How Did This Get Made mini episode. Hit the theme! Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to a How Did This Get Made mini episode. It's me, Tall John Shear, and welcome, 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 welcome. We have so much to get into today. I'm going to give you all the info that you need for next week's episode, and you are going to tell me all the things that I might have missed from last week's episode, which was the Teratoma Classic uninvited. Uh, Thank you to Ryan and Marie Adkins for that amazing theme song. And before we get started, I want you to know that we have been opening up our back catalog. We've been pulling out old episodes and we're doing it a little bit differently. Instead of just doing a whole bunch at once, every Monday, we are releasing an episode that correlates to the last How Did This Get Made episode that we have done. So, so far, we have released Drop Dead Fred Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and we also have released Dreamcatcher, that little-known Stephen King shit monster classic. Uh, Coming up this week, you will get a taste of the Island of Dr. Moreau, which we have not done in such a long time, and I actually have a lot of experience in that world, which maybe I'll get into in the uh, little video that I make before every... uh, episode that we released, because what I'm doing right now is doing a little video series on YouTube uh, that gives you a little taste of the episode. So say you don't want to dive right into it, you know, you just, you like to be very specific about your podcast, you can watch that video, you listen to about a 10 minute long clip with a little intro by me, and then you can decide. You can decide if you want to download the free thing. All right, how many more options can I give you? It's all free. It's all out there. Enjoy it. Uh, And like I said, next week is The Island of Dr. Moreau with guest Alex Fernie. Uh, That is a great movie. And if you've not seen that movie, Val Kilmer, peak Kilmer. If you've not seen his documentary uh, on Amazon, that is amazing. And there's a sequence in that doc that I think will go really nicely with you watching The Island of Dr. Moreau because you do need to see it. This is a movie... Well, I'll get into it in the Monday matinee video. Um, anyway, enough of my yapping. Let's hear from you. I don't care about movies right now. I care about you. I care about your personality. I want to see how I can help you. Last week, we got someone in Ontario, Canada, a pool. Let's see how I can help you this week on a little segment I like to call the Paul Helpline.
2: Call 619 Ask. Call 619 Ask. You got a problem. Just ask for.
0: Oh, 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 oh. You got some problems in your life Just ask for. Thank you, Hillary Gay. I'm Paul Shear. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist, but I know how to listen and make some judgments with my gut. Some people say I don't help at all. Some people say I saved their lives. No, no one said that, but I feel like it's implied. It's definitely implied. All right, so let's jump into it. You give me a call at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K, that's 619-PAUL-ASK, and you ask me a question, and I do my best to answer it. And if you feel like I'm not doing my best job, or you have an opinion about this as well, jump into the Discord at discord.gg slash HDTGM or discord.gg slash Paul Shear and let's get in there. Let's figure out. out. Tell me where I'm missing the boat on stuff, because sometimes I do. I'm in out of the loop. Sometimes dating questions say, I can't help you. I can't help you at all. Um, All right. Uh, Here we go. Nathan in Newark. Let's see what we got.
1: Hey, Paul. This is Nathan from Newark, California. And I have a question for you. It relates to sports. I know you're a big Clippers guy. And you seem like a reasonable sports fan to me. So here's my question. I'm a middle-aged guy. I've never been into sports. I'm just not entertained by them. I don't have anything against people who like sports. But I've found that people who like sports are extremely defensive when i tell them that i don't like sports even from the most woke people and i live in the bay area so i live in Wokesville, usa but even the most woke people if you're like "Nah, i'm not into sports they'll be like oh dad didn't play much with me as a kid and i don't i don't understand that defensiveness and what i found is that my dislike of sports kind of isolates me from people sometimes including men especially so what i'm asking you as a reasonable sports fan is how do you bridge that gap how do you not be isolated by your dislike of sports because, like, I'll be honest, I, I'm not interested at this point in my life. I'm almost 47. I, I don't, I don't care about sports, but I also don't want to be some kind of social pariah. So, any advice you can give me on this, I greatly appreciate. Thank you,
0: Nathan. Great question. Great, great question. Uh, let me go to my producer, my super producer Cody, who I, I'm remiss that she's not here in my closet to join in these conversations because she's always uh, very much, she gets she gets this stuff. She brings me a different perspective and now she's writing her perspective down so I can kind of bring in her perspective as much as mine because I got a longer one than hers. But Cody uh, very simply says, move out of the Bay Area because it feels like, you know, Giants fans and Giants fans suck. <laughs> All right, so... Very good advice from Cody. Um, not that Giants fans suck. I respect the Giant fan. Cody's also a Giant Dodgers fan. Uh, but I'll say this: depending on where you live in the country, sports fans can really uh, dictate a lot of your social interactions, and uh, you gotta you gotta get out of that. You gotta get out of that. But don't feel bad about not liking sports. I think it all comes down to something I was just having a conversation with um, with my son. My son's seven. He loves basketball. He's obsessed. I've become a bigger basketball fan because he's a basketball fan. Like, I love the Clippers, but now I'm much more interested in the entire NBA. And we have all these deep conversations about it and I love it so much. But one of his friends was making fun of him. Like, you just like basketball. You should like other sports. And he came home and he felt really bad about himself. He was like, should I like other sports? I was like, no, you have to like what you like. Don't let anyone tell you that what you like is wrong or bad. And I realized in having this conversation with him is what he likes is what someone else doesn't like. And they make him feel bad about it because it makes them feel weird. Why aren't they into basketball? Why aren't they good at basketball? Like this little friend isn't good at basketball. So he makes fun of Gus for playing basketball because on some level, there's an inferiority complex. So if you are simply not into sports, you are unconsciously making someone feel stupid and it's going to come back at you. And I know that that may be a far-reaching idea, but I do think on a base level, it's true. Like you're rejecting something that someone loves and your immediate response when you get rejected for something that you hold true or dear is to kind of strike back. I mean, I think we all want to be, you know, level-headed and Oprah about it, but we're not. We're like, fuck you. Like, you know, we get into it. So I get that. Here's what I'll say about wanting to like sports. Like, I get it. Who cares? You don't have to like sports. But you can enjoy sports because sports is ultimately interesting. You don't need to know all the details. You just need to know that there's going to be one team that's going to win, one team that's going to lose, and you can look at it as like a standalone. It's like going to the movies. You don't know what you're going to see. You don't have to know the backstory of anything. Just enjoy the movie. A movie will work, most movies will work on their own. Dune 2, I don't know. Dune 2 feels like you might have to watch Dune 1. But I think you can watch any game. You understand the rules of it. It's not like, oh, it's so complicated. And you can just enjoy it for that one game. So that's what I would say. Try to enjoy a game at face value. Don't have to worry about the players. You don't have to have the conversation. You just enjoy the game. And that's what it should be there for. I I mean, look, I used to love hockey when I was a kid. Now I don't like hockey that much. I mean, it's fine. But when I go to a hockey game, I'm like, this is the best just because it's so fast. Same thing when I went to go see uh, a football game in Europe. It was unbelievable. I never watched uh, soccer. And when I watched that, I was blown away. So I think you can enjoy it just from the point of view of winner, loser, get in it. And if that doesn't work Like Cody said, move out of the bay. Come on down here to L.A. where everyone's a casual sports fan. All right, uh, next caller is Spencer from Pennsylvania.
1: Paul, this is Spencer from Pennsylvania. Listen, I got a problem. I got, I'm out here mowing the lawn right now, right? And I got these big white New Balance shoes on. Now, I'm in my mid-30s. I have a kid. Um, They're dad shoes, okay? And, you know, everybody says they're dad shoes, but they're They're supportive on my arches and they make me feel good and I don't mind if they get all grass stained and kind of crappy. So I feel like there's merit to the dad shoes but yet every single time I put them on either the neighbor or my wife or my friends somebody's got something to say. I don't exactly know what I'm asking here. Maybe I just need some reassurance that the shoes are socially acceptable in some context. Anyway
0: have a good one. Damn, Spencer, I like that you came in here uh hot. Like really, really hot. Well, here's what I'm going to say to you right off right off the bat. You have dad shoes? You know who else has dad shoes? Steph Curry. Did you see Steph Curry shoes? Uh, not to make this all about basketball, but Steph Curry got super trolled for basically making dad shoes. Like he has these Under Armour shoes that are white as hell. And their dad shoes. They're Larry David shoes. And those are two cool people. Larry David, Steph Curry. Be more like them. Who cares? You're a dad now. There are certain things. By the way, it's not just about dad. It's like dad life. Get to a certain age. Who gives a shit? Put on your white shoes. I I thought you were going to say, like, I don't want to get my white shoes all, you know, grossed out. And I was going to say, just go to Target, buy a cheap pair of shoes, and use that as, like, your your yard shoes. But, um... Yeah, don't make anyone make you feel bad. Again, we're talking about people making you feel bad. Embrace it. Not only embrace it, um, but take pride in it. Make people second guess why you love these shoes so much. The most comfortable shoes I've had are really the worst to look at. And the coolest ones are the most uncomfortable. We all know that. Women have been living that life forever. Um, And as long as you feel good about it and your shoes mowing your lawn... You're mowing your lawn. You, you're already a hero. You're already doing it. Don't don't give yourself any grief. Feel great. Feel like Steph Curry. Feel like Larry David. Go out there. Rock those dad shoes. I want to see dad shoes in the Discord chat. Show me your dad shoes. I'll show you my dad shoes. And uh, dad shoes aren't about being a dad. It's just like it's a state of being. It's you are so confident with yourself, you can wear dad shoes. That's what I feel like. It's it's BDE, big dick energy. And that that BDE for any way that you identify. not It doesn't have to be... You don't even have to have a dick. It's just that energy. like That's what you need to do. Steph Curry, one of the best players to ever play the game. BD, you can have that all the time. Uh, all right, good calls. Uh, <laughs> a lot of basketball analogies here. But anyway, if you have a question... Give me a call at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-PAUL-ASK. All right, people. I love these theme songs that we've been getting in. Hillary Gay gave us that great one for the Paul Helpline. We also had that great one in the beginning from Ryan and Marie Adkins. If you want to send in your theme song, do it. Send it to earwolf.com. Remember, short and sweet is the way to go. And we also will always look for uh, callbacks. Like, if you like a song, you want to have us play it again, let me know. We'll put it back in. Uh, our super producer, Cody is rotating everybody in and out. You'll get on the air. If you're not making, if you're, if you're a struggling artist right now, just throw one down. Throw one down for us. Oh, and if you're in Akron, um, Ohio, our friends in uh, Mannequin Pussy, the band, which is a great band. I just saw them live here in LA at the Terragram Ballroom, which is a great venue if you've not been. Um, All their shit was stolen. Like $30,000 of equipment was stolen from their van. Uh, They're looking for leads. Check them out on social media. If you're in Akron, if you're in Ohio, if if you're getting any uh, stolen band equipment leads, let them know. We want to help out our friends in uh, Mannequin Pussy. Uh, Follow them on social media to find out where they're at and what is going on with them. Today's podcast is brought to you by... That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too, because we all need a little bit of money. And maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, All right. Now, while you're preparing for next week, it seems like we might have dropped the ball on some things from last week's episode. And it's easy to drop the ball when it's just two of us. By the way, I thought that was going to be a big deal. Jason and I doing an episode. We never did that before. We never did that. No one said a goddamn word about it. Anyway, we are turning the show over to you now uh, as you give us some... That's right. Corrections and omissions. Thank you, Margot Knott. Oh, I like that, Margot Knott. We have called through dozens of voicemails, hundreds of messages on the Discord to find the best observations, theories, fact checks, and useless research. We present them all here, so buckle up. We got some doozies. Let's go to the Discord first. Corgi Herder writes, quick correction. The biologist should have known the difference between a poisonous and venomous creature. Okay, the easiest way to remember that is uh, with poison, you die if you bite it. And if it's venomous, you die if it bites you, right? Thus, the cat biting people and them getting sick doesn't make the cat poisonous. It's venomous. This is pedantic for the layperson, but Martin is going for his doctorate in biology. So, you know what? I like that. And um, by the way, I like that we are already getting into the nitty gritty on this movie. We're not talking about Teratomas. And by the way, I'm going to just say, based on everything I've seen on social media, don't Google teratomas. I feel like people don't are upset that they did. Let's just keep it in check here. It, you know, save yourself. Um, it seems like Jason and I may have left out some interesting casting facts, which you all on this Discord did not miss. So uh, people were very upset that. Me, and especially Jason, did not pick up on the fact that the jock spring breaker was pre-Silk Stockings Rob Estes. Uh, I don't think that Jason and I watch Silk Stockings. I know of Silk Stockings, but that's not going to be one that's going to, you know, like Magnum, sure. Murder, She Wrote, sure. Silk Stockings, like, I mean, isn't Silk Stockings, like, below Baywatch or I should, like, above Baywatch and then below, like, Red Shoe Diaries I don't even know. I'm not going to research it any more than that. And I'm just going to make a very bold statement and say that. Dr. Guts, 1003 writes, they mentioned death spa in this episode, but neglected to mention that Sherry Shaddock, who played Suzanne in the film, was also in death spa as Catherine, the wife who comes back to haunt people at the spa. You know what? I'm sorry, Dr. Guts. Uh, these things, they fly right by us. They fly right by us. And so many faces, so many movies. Oh, by the way, speaking of so many faces, so many movies, stay tuned, people. We got some live announcements coming up. That's right. How Did This Get Made is coming back out into the world in Los Angeles in December early December can't say more just yet but make sure that you've signed up for our mailing list you can do that at how did this get made it's uh, hdtgm.com or hdtgminfo.com and uh, we will make sure that you are the first people to know about our LA show and potentially another live virtual show we're going to do a holiday virtual show for you coming up so we will have all the info on that very soon and then as New Year starts we're going to get back out on the road maybe a big market maybe on the east coast so stay tuned for all of that all right let's go to the phone connor from atlanta oh this is actually really interesting because he has some info on the international cut of uninvited this is an international cut didn't even know there was an international cut so let's check this out
2: hey paul it's connor from atlanta i just wanted to call and bring up that in the dvd slash brulee release by vinegar syndrome it also includes the international cut of the movie that adds a couple of scenes and changes the ending the main scene that it adds is the the young springbreaker men and them planning to go to florida from their snowy college town and basically the two kind of jockey ones were broke and had to tip the nerdy guy who was a waiter a, restaurant with a lottery ticket and he ends up winning 300 or $100 or $300 or something like that and they basically convince him to use that lottery winnings to help them drive to Fort Lauderdale which is why he's with them the other one is the alternate ending which is very similar but different in a weird way where instead of the kid on the beach it has a dad and son working on like a little dock and I think it's the same kid but he runs up to the dad just going, daddy, daddy, look what I found, holding up the silver briefcase. And the dad's very curious. and like, oh, what's in this? And when he opens it, the the cat jumps out and attacks the dad in front of his son. And then it cuts to the end there. So just really wanted to give you an idea of what the international cut was. Thank you. Bye.
0: I can't believe we were deprived of those scenes. Uh, first of all, the lotto ticket is a wild twist. Um The ending is interesting that you're talking about the ending. Uh, I like that it, well, it's odd that they held, that they had restraint at the end. They didn't go for like the crazier moment. They went with that weird uh, freeze frame, which is a little bit more demonic. A lot of people are thinking that this is the cat that Matthew Broderick plays on Rick and Morty, that there's a kind of a connection here. So uh, take that with a grain of salt as well. Uh, I think it would have been a lesser ending to have the cat immediately attack where I feel like the cat would have laid in wait and maybe taken over a whole town. I mean, because truthfully, what's the cat's end game? That's the one thing I didn't know. Um, all right, back to the disc. Scored. Corgi Herder is back again with more interesting info found from the Vinegar Syndrome International cut uh, on the DVD drive-in.com. It seems as if this might have been the original cut of the film, international version, opening with different music over the credits, which appear on the action rather than on black, and it includes an introductory scene around seven minutes into the film for the three college guys, in which Corey and Lance find a reason to invite Martin along when he wins a hundred bucks from a lottery ticket. We've heard this before. The American cut introduces them already in Fort Lauderdale at the seventeen-minute mark with. Which an added scene, which the cat kills some guys who steal a truck and flip it, padding the first act. Okay, so that was added in. The pacing of the first act in the international version is swifter than the American one. The scenes in the American version that once seemed to zip along now feel curtailed in comparison. So are we saying that definitively the international cut is better? Um, I don't know. I guess we got to go back to the tape. Ruth writes that there's an interview by Brad Berkwit with George Kennedy at ringsidereport.com. Um, and, okay, Brad Burkwit says, you've acted in so many movies uh, on my all-time favorite list, but is there one movie you would like to forget that you were in? And then George Kennedy goes, "Bah, a movie about cats called The Uninvited. We were on a boat, and they had all these cats turning into monsters. It was one of those movies I took because there was nothing else going on at that time. It it wasn't bad. It was putrid. The worst movie that was made anywhere. I love cats. After that picture, I must have taken a six-month breezer. <laughs> all right. That was great uh, because my acting of it was really great. I think that's really where it was going. But I think we need a winner, and a winner here is is hard to find because... Truly everyone brought the heat, but I guess the person who brought the most heat is the person who gave us two solid entries here, and I'm going to have to say that is Corgi Herder. Corgi Herder, you are the winner.
2: Some
0: restrictions apply. All submissions become property of HTTG. have no cash value. Basically, you win nothing. Yes, and that is a theme by uh, Katie Morris. Thank you, Katie. Uh, as always, you win nothing, uh, but you will forever hold a place in my heart. Uh, we also are nominated for an iHeartRadio Award. We won one of those uh, a little while ago. I feel like this is not going to be our year to win one. Um, and I still can't believe I'd ever get nominated for Best Goddamn Ad Read. Really? Really? Come on now. Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah. Save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice, plus visit your in laws, plus venture into the wilderness, plus wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with. paramount plus plus so much more start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com see walmart plus terms and conditions 35 dollar order minimum paramount plus essential plan only separate registration required today's show is brought to you by better help you know there are things that we need to get off our chest maybe someone in your life a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us and we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, hel slash bonkers. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack. And my kids said, Mom said, a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction that had a no risk trial and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash and they have deodorant that smells damn good I gotta tell you, I love these razors, they are perfect and now I am a paying subscriber, that's right so do not settle for the status quo, blaze your own trail with Harry's, get started with a $13 trial set for just $3, that's right, go to harrys.com Slash bonkers. That's Harry's.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. All right. Well, enough about you. Now, me. It's me time. Okay. Here is uh, another. Quar chat. Now, this week, Jason and I are back with a Quarchat. chat. No guests, just me and Jason talking about music and concerts uh, and the time I got clotheslined at a concert and how we feel about Donda and Certified Lover Boy. Uh, and there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff we're talking about in this one. Uh, and then we get uh, just kind of cut off. <laughs> and, it's, and, and you know what? It's fine. It, it's going to end abruptly. But uh, I just wanted to give you that heads up. And uh, here's a the
2: theme.
0: Thank you, Morgan Luzzy. All right, it's been a long time since we have sat down in the confines of our house to have a little bit of a quar chat. And Jason, welcome back.
3: Thank you, Paul. Uh for having me. What a delight. It has been far too long. So much has happened in the period of time since last yes. we spoke that my the little list that I keep on my phone of like, oh, talk about this on the Quar chat or talk about this on the... is voluminous. So we can get to a couple of them because I suspect between you and I, we could spend hours just talking about what if... Just talking yes. about Visions, Star Trek, Star Wars Visions, rather, which I think we're going to, we've decided we're going to do as its own episode. Yes,
0: uh, its own discussion. So if you its like own chat, yeah, its own mini where we can just geek out on uh, Star Wars Visions. And I know that that was a request of our producer, Cody. She was like, I just want you guys to give us an extra episode of just Star Wars talk, because she likes to get deep into all that sort of stuff. So she really was excited about that.
3: And for the listeners, if you have not checked out Star Wars Visions yet, please do. Uh, Um, Please do. Watch it. Watch it in Japanese. Watch it in English. I've watched it now in both. It is absolutely fantastic.
0: I didn't even know that watching it in Japanese was an option.
3: Uh... It really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how it was made, and then they just did English dubs of it. Well, the same a, way that yeah. the same way that anime, you know, a lot of anime works. So I watched it first in Japanese.
0: That's so. I what I thought. Well, I guess we should save this for the episode. But yeah, when yeah, I yeah, watched yeah. when I watched <laughs> it on when I watched it on Disney Plus, there was no option to watch it other than oh. Like I, I didn't, I, I didn't I think. I changed
3: yeah. the, um, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. I changed the language to Japanese because got it, um, it and with English subtitles, of course. Um, it is incredible, but that's for another episode. Another we have episode so much to talk about. Now, I
0: I texted you because I went to see Mannequin Pussy. They reached out to us publicly oh. to come see them in LA, and I have to say, you got me into that band. And they are phenomenal. And live was one of the most fun experiences I've had. Yes. It was a blast.
3: Incredible band. I saw them in London uh, in fall of 2019 when I was there shooting the hit movie, Infinite. Yes, Um, The movie has taken over the world. It's a gigantic success. Um, Um, And
0: and are they going to spin off your character for the infinite universe? Oh, you mean the
3: the artisan chronicles? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, or the chronicles of the artisan where I meet up with Riddick. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Boy, (laughs) I would love that. Um, No, when I was there in London, I saw, you know, a, a million concerts, one of which was Mannequin Pussy and... A fantastic uh, live show. And they put out an EP this past year that is incredible. So it is absolutely so good. worth tracking down if you aren't listening to
0: Mannequin Pussy yet. I bought, uh, I bought The Perfect Vinyl and I have a great show nice. uh, that I bought there as well. They are, uh, yeah, a great live band. But here's my question for you. And I know we have a lot to get to and a lot of things that are yeah, more important than this. It. How do you keep up with when bands are in town?
3: Okay, so uh, this is very difficult, actually. This has become very difficult. Okay, yeah. Um, so there are two things that I use. One is Spotify, which is the... Um, yes. Uh, which is the app that I use primarily uh, to to listen to music. Um, I listen to Bandcamp as well and a couple of other things. But I almost 90% of my listening is done on Spotify. Spotify has a concerts section. Right. So... If there is a band in your library that's coming live, Spotify will list that date in its concert section. See, so I, will I have to check, find that. I will look at that. Okay. I will look at that, and I will also use. Hold on. Only because it's been so long since I've used it, uh, I'm. I, I don't remember the exact name, but I think it's an. Ad, I think it's a website called. Bands in Town? Hold on. See, I used that
0: back in, I guess, before Something I had kids. Something like that. Yes, and, and, yeah. it was, and you kind of have your bands in there. But Spotify makes it you, so much easier. You don't have your
3: bands in there. I just look by the date. So okay. I just will... I, I, you can list it by by date. And so I'll look like a month or two in advance or or more. To see and, what's happening. And, and then I'll, that's how I'll kind of clock who's coming, and that's how I'll buy tickets. But... This highlights, uh, you know, something that for me, and I don't know if this is just because of being older or whatever. I used to always know who was coming and who was playing and where. And now, you know, I, for whatever reason, whether it's because maybe a lot of that stuff is discussed and announced on social media. So I'm missing it that way. Or maybe I'm not like integrated into the right kind of. Uh, websites or things that are going to be telling me that. So I have to make an active effort rather than just passively learning about when stuff well, is Well, that
0: is, that's my issue, and so now I've just activated the, the concert section to get some push notifications on my phone, because I'm looking right yeah. now, and I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, Phoebe Bridgers is going to be at the Greek Theater on October yep. 21st. That's amazing. You know, and, and starting to see a few different things that I'd like to go check out. I have,
3: tic- I have tickets to that show and am really wrestling with whether I want to go and be around that many people.
0: Well, I'll tell you this much. Uh, the Greek Theater is outdoors, but yep. I went to the Foo Fighters show Show at the forum um the rescheduled Food fighter show because one of their band members had uh covid but uh while they required vaccination and masks the minute people were inside those masks were off um yeah. but i double masked i felt good about like you know it just sort of i made a, some conscious decisions right. about certain things i was going to do and not going to do and uh and that that felt good to me the double masking felt good and yeah, double
3: man. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. And I think I especially to your point about the Greek being outdoors, I think that's I think yeah. that's that's also like a really significant change. I've uh, seen like, two, a, like that's a benefit.
0: I've seen two indoor concerts. I started going to like clippers, preseason games. Um, and yeah, and I feel like for the most part, there's a very respectful mentality, especially here in Los Angeles, for the most part. Uh yep. but I think at like like uh look. One of the best things I ever saw in my life, and I and I, I feel like I didn't get a perfect shot of it, were the sweetest looking people in the world stage diving at mannequin pussy with masks on. That was uh, polite just
3: punks, polite, I like polite punks, punks,
0: polite punks who were <laughs> just to, just to see. Like it was very careful. I I have you ever stage dived? Have you ever done any of that kind of jumping on stage? No. Okay.
3: No, I, d- I, I. But when I was a kid and and used to play in like punk and hardcore bands yeah. and go to those kind of shows, I would be in the mosh pit. But I would never. I. I don't think I've ever stage dived in my life.
0: I. Um, I never no. stage dived but I got on a stage one time because it was a. Oh, yeah. It was. It was a it was allowed to do. It wasn't just me getting up there trying sure, to soy yeah. bomb the moment. And I felt like so, I was the...
3: <laughs> what a reference. What a reference that, like, for, for like, seven of our listeners, soy bomb. <laughs> look, look it up. Look it up, young people. Um, and so I...
0: I jumped up on stage and I guess I just got to a place where a security guard could clothesline me and really Uh just knocked, like, just knocked Uh. my Adam's apple back Uh. and uh, took me down hard. Uh. But I got to say, that was it. It was, it, 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 it yeah. got me to, you know, where I needed to be. <laughs>
3: but, <laughs> it put you, got you back in line. Yep. Oh, that's and, really uh, funny. But yeah, it was a,
0: that was do a you, very wait, intense. Do you
3: remember what the, what oh, the band was?
0: Yes, it was Andrew WK. It was Andrew oh, WK. Oh, wow. And, so you
3: were older. Oh you yeah, were, I was older. I oh, was okay. a,
0: I okay. was in, I was living in my own apartment. I was with, uh, our friend Jackie Clark, Got it. Got uh, it. Oh, co- fun. Yeah. And, and, uh, we were there with some other people and, uh, I remember that was also the concert where Jackie Clark chipped her tooth because she was in the mosh pit and oh someone God. was like whipping around their purse and the purse just kind of clipped Jackie oh right in the tooth. Oh my God. Ooh, it was like, but it was such a fun show. And now he's playing at the same place that uh mannequin pussy was playing at the, the Teregrine oh, nice. ballroom. And, uh, I like,
3: I like that. If you're in LA, that's yeah. one of my favorite new rooms. I had never been um, there and it's town. amazing. It's a, It's a great room. It's a good size and a very good sounding room. I've seen a lot of shows there. It's a blast.
0: It really is great. And just so you know, uh, they are fans of How Did This Get Made. The manager reached out to me after I showed up there. And they are uh, big How Did This Get Made fans. Yeah. They say it's often playing over the loudspeakers uh, during the day when they are doing uh, their stuff. So thank you and a big shout out. I
3: think... I think the last I I I think I have this, right? I think the last show I saw before lockdown was at the Teragram and it was Destroyer. Oh, um, whoa, I, that would have been great. I think that's where it was. I'm, I'm I I I'd have to go back and look and it was an amazing show.
0: I got it. I'm getting I'm going to get more In line with these concerts. It's so much fun to see. Well,
3: I mean, I'll be honest. Like, the difference is I can see shows because I don't have kids, and I think that's it. Like, it is, I go to shows alone. Constantly. Oh, you know? I mean, I went by um, myself
0: to Mannequin Pussy. I'm fine with yeah. that. like here's it's what the I, best.
3: Here's my. I'm old, the old guy. I yeah. stand at the back of the room. I don't try and Same. Get up close. Same. I don't try and like run around. I stand. I just um, I'm here. I I spent when I was in London. I was there for three months and I saw like 22 concerts and it Dude. was awesome. You know, this is what I need and what I think made my
0: experience so good with Mannequin Pussy was not that I had. Uh, they had a great lineup. They, they were touring with some great bands, but I was able to find out exactly when they were going on stage. I oh yeah, pulled up, yeah, yeah. Boom, and got like that. To me, is also part of it. Like I was able to put yeah. my kids down. I had dinner with my kids. Ten forty-five. I was in the venue. They started. Let's well, that's go. That's
3: the version of it. You know, the version of it is, and what's nice is you can drive right there. Yep. Park. Run in. See a show. And be home pretty quick, you yeah. know. Uh, it's not like it's. It's actually. It's. I think Los Angeles is pretty convenient in that way, you absolutely. know. Absolutely. Um, so, oh yeah. Well, I'll let you know when I'm. Yeah, going, let me when, know when I start going to shows again. And we can stand um, in the
0: background. We can just stand quietly absolutely. quietly and uh, enjoy. Stand the... Quietly
3: in the back, tapping our feet, and then du- ducking out when it ends. Oh, that's that was. My M it was great. Um but yeah, obviously but, there's
0: so much to talk about. Like And they let's, are yeah.
3: on tour. So yes. please seek out their music um go see them live buy their buy their albums uh on Bandcamp or from their website directly on Bandcamp Friday the first Friday of every month 100% of the proceeds of buying an artist's record goes to the artists themselves Bandcamp wow. takes no cut so if you really want to support the artists that you like Bandcamp Fridays is a really good way to do it. Otherwise, going directly to the artist's website and buying the merch or the albums yeah. directly from them. That's such a better way to buy, be buying music than ordering it on Amazon or whatever. Buy it from the artist direct or on Bandcamp Friday.
0: And I got to say, I've, I've seen a lot of these bands. Bannikin Pussy is one of them uh, who has Patreons some interesting Patreon things going on. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, like they have like a whole thing where they have a private Discord and early access. Oh, wow. And 20% off and live Q&As and live streams. It's all oh, cool see, stuff. Yeah.
3: This is stuff that, that's the stuff that I'm not aware of. Again, I feel like there are some ways that I'm so glad I'm not on social media. Yeah. And I'm so glad it's not part of my life. But there are some things that I'm like, oh, I, I'm i missing out on no that stuff. I'm missing out on being aware of, they have a Patreon and they're doing this or they're doing that. And like, you know, that's a bummer. That's the stuff that I feel like I am missing out on. That's the negative side of it.
0: You know, it's, it's, I think that in the grand scheme of things, you're, it's okay. I think it's okay to to miss out on that. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because especially when you have a Spotify thing, but, but you're not missing out on much because you are, uh, you, you are one of the most versed people I know and you're, you know. So I want to know what you've been watching, what you've been reading. I've been, I also the same have a uh, a lineup of things here that I'm excited about. First, I just want to say, I know we talked about it already in this podcast, but people really seem to like our episode of uh, Big Trouble in Little China, which uh, has been out now for a couple of weeks. But uh, it-
3: it, uh, Our episode on the Blank Check podcast. Yes, exactly. Uh, When we were were guests, you and I, on the Blank Check podcast, doing Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, If you don't know, they're a podcast that cover- directors' entire filmographies. And so, currently, they're doing all of the John Carpenter movies, and we had a three-plus-hour conversation with them yeah. about that movie, and it was a blast.
0: It, that is one of the most fun shows to do, and I think what was so great about it was that not only did we talk about Big Trouble in Little China, which, if you are nervous, and a lot of people have come up to me to say this, like, oh, isn't that movie, like, super racist? It's not it actually it's really not. it will actually flip around what you think about certain things i think or your perception of it and we get into the idea of like who is the next kurt russell like who is the next you know leading we man we talk a there? lot
3: about yeah exactly we talk a lot about like the current state of the leading man and what it was then what it was now and kind of the the vacuum we exist inside of of the 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 idea of a leading man or you know uh the 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 movie star leading man in other words you know like yeah. that that kind of Harrison Ford Kurt Russell that kind of a presence um and it's a blast if i think if you like our show you, you will love blank check and they are they cover you know right now like i said they're doing um uh John Carpenter but it's been a real part of my um my pandemic has been choosing. They did all of the Nora Ephron movies. They did all of the Nancy Myers movies. They did all of the Jonathan Demi movies. So it's a very fun, if you like, you know, like what we do here, watching a movie and then listening to people talk about it, it's an, it's another great version of that. Uh, Griffin Newman, uh, comedian, actor, and David Sims, who's the film critic for The Atlantic, they are the hosts, they always have guests, and it's a super smart, insightful conversation about movies.
0: Well, now, by the way, I want to talk about this thing. I talked about it a little bit last week, and I know some of this is recap for other people, but I needed to tell you about this podcast that I am obsessed with that is like that for music. Are you at all in touch with... The Spotify exclusive, uh, these song, the it's basically a breakdown of songs from the '90s. Um, have you even heard about this? It's,
3: uh, it's oh, called sixty songs that explain the '90s. Yes, I have. I have. You know what? I have because Spotify recommended it to me. Um, but it seems so like you don't I, like it. I haven't started it. Okay. I, I put it on my list. I, I added it to my podcast list, but I have not yet started it. Okay, so, this is what I, I'm gonna I, to but but going to say to you. You were going to love it.
0: Because it, it sounded cool. And what I would say for you is jump in on the band that you're most interested in at first. Yeah. And then yeah. the other ones will pay off. Like, I started with Outkast, and the Outkast episode not only is about Rosa Parks, but not Rosa Parks person, Rosa Parks the song, even though she said right. them and you get into that. It is truly about it's like an hour and a half long biography on Outcast. So it's like those Ooh, old A and E. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like Song Exploder where they're breaking
3: down like why mean. the hook yeah. worked or, you know, this is about or another, I will just say, jump yeah. very quickly. If you like Song Exploder, another podcast that is similar but even larger in scope is Dissect. Oh, yeah. Which is, Dissect uh, does an, does to an entire album what uh, Song Exploder does to a song, you know? So, it really dissects all of Life of Pablo or all of, to, uh, to, uh, you know, the Kendrick Lamar or all of Frank Ocean. All, well, you know? It's great.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Jason. Where do you Go come down it. on Donda, or uh, or like I mean, right now in the in the in these two albums you know, that come out, this has been a a very the I, Donda versus I'll be honest, yeah.
3: Like I have listened to them both. I've mm-hmm. listened to Donda a bunch, and I've listened to Shake's album a bunch. Yeah,
0: Champagne Poetry is that what, or no? It's just the no, album. No, it's a uh, damn. No, I keep on forgetting it, the name of it. it I know the cover of it. So certified Lover yeah, Boy. Yes, certified. Yes.
3: Um and. You know, there's certain there's tracks on Donda that I like and that I love. I think, yeah. I, think I, I continue to think that Kanye is a genius. Same. I just no longer am. I no longer am getting into um, what he's doing as much, you know, like I'm it doesn't hit me the same, even though I'm so fascinated and right. so intrigued by what he's doing. Um, I'm going
0: to say that I agree with that, too. I appreciate certain things from both of them. They're not like yep. two of my favorite albums. I actually think that uh, Certified Lover Boy has some great songs, but also feels a little long to me, a little long-winded. I don't know why I feel like yeah. it's long-winded, uh, but yeah, but that, uh yeah. It's it, also, they, yeah.
3: Uh, another interesting thing is Kanye and Drake are now, like, middle-aged. They're in the middle of their careers. They're no longer, like, scrappy, up-and-coming, going, you know, trying to become the next guy. They are the guys, you know? They're the ones that need to be taken
0: down eventually. Yeah, I I find
3: myself going back to this album by Boldy James and the Alchemist called Bo Jackson. Oh, okay. um, Which is a fantastic album, and then um, this other record that is by this guy named, and I'm not going to, and there's a good chance I'm mispronouncing this person's name, so forgive me. It's Toby Inigwe, I think okay. so. N N W I G W E. Oh yes, okay, yeah. Incredible record. I like, these I are actually that found that. Feel
0: yes, I, I exciting found him to me on. Uh, I don't even know. I think on like a Spotify not made for me, yeah. played less. And I was like, this is great. And I started to follow him in there. I just saw that. I really him right yeah.
3: incredible. Um And so those are the records that to me, I listen to that I feel like are much more exciting. Than, yeah. Like to me, Donda and Certified Loverboy, not that anybody cares what what I think about, what, what like a 48 year old guy thinks about these records. Well, you did write both... for
0: The Source. I mean, you were the managing <laughs> editor of The Source for a long time. They so. both
3: feel a little bit like I'm doing homework. Like I'm like, I don't, I'm not as engaged by them, but I'm like, I have to, li- I have to listen to the second half of Donda more. I have to listen to, cause I keep listening and then turning it off. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta dig in more. I gotta find the nuggets. I gotta. You yeah.
0: Know. I mean, I, I have found with Kanye in my experience that, and this is such a Kanye to me sometimes is like the way I feel about a Coen brothers film or a Kubrick film, which is like I appreciate it the first time I see it, and then I grow to really love it. And Donda has not yet done the grow to love it transition. And I'm like, oh, it's interesting. I, I still am in this zone where I'm like, yeah, okay, I like it. It, It's fine. It's not bad. It's not bad by any measure. It's just not. It it didn't. It didn't do what all his other albums have done to me in the
3: past. Um, just while we're on music and while we're on, also, you mentioned a good, um, music podcast. Um, I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast. There's a great podcast out that, that Sonos released called Object of Sound. Whoa. Um, it's called Object of Sound. It's a terrific (laughs) podcast. The host is Hanif Abdul-Rakib and he's an, he's a great host. Um, the show is fantastic. You can find it anywhere, but it happens to be, I was, again, I, like you, was like, oh, I didn't even know Sonos was producing yeah. podcasts, but they are, but it's available on whatever podcast app you're using. But he has now put out a second podcast. It's only two episodes long, an mm-hmm. A-side and a B-side. It's called Time Machine, The Score, um, and it is an, an, an A-side, B-side analysis of the Fujis record, The Score. Um, and it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's worth tracking down. Time Machine, the score, um, and he is so smart. And it's such an insightful breakdown about about the band, about the making of the record, about Haiti, about immigra- being immigrants, about what it is to be in inside of this community, the how they grew to become this group. It's it's really very good.
0: I love that. I All right, I'm, now it's written down. Uh, I like this a lot. These are, this has been, I've finally gotten back into podcasts. I feel like whatever that was, there was a period of time, and maybe it was because I wasn't driving. I'm still not driving that much, but I'm like now yeah. just, there was a, a rejection of it. I don't know what it was. And this time I kind of cleared the house on my podcast playlist and I've been kind of adding some new ones in and I've been really enjoying it.
3: Have you tried the um, Gene and Roger The one that's about Siskel and Ebert? No, I didn't even know about this. Oh, there's a podcast? Okay. It's very, I will say this, and this is a criticism. It's very difficult to find because it's in, it's a ringer podcast. Okay. But I believe it's only being released inside the feed for the big picture.
0: Okay, um, got it. Sean,
3: Sean Fennessy's show. Yeah. Um, so I think it's in his feed. Own- I, I had trouble finding it and then found it. That's where I, that, or at least that's where I found it. Yes, um, it looks like I'm looking it at it is, right now. Um, it's a limited series about the relationship between Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert and the growth of their, and I don't know about you. Uh, yeah. I think we probably are the same. That show was massive to me. You know, that show was at the, the Siskel and Ebert show was such a big thing.
0: I mean, that was Saturday night for me viewing. Like it was like Saturday yeah. night at like seven o'clock. It was like an evening an evening time thing, and it was one of my favorite favorite shows. I love that show so much. Yeah. It's same. hard to find actually. I'm looking right now. Oh yeah. So I it is it you have to kind of go back and what I'm looking at is if you go back to like August, you'll start to find them, but they're in between episodes. So yeah, that's, and it's that's
3: how I found it too. Yeah, yeah. but so, it's worth tracking down. It's if especially for for me, I loved that show. That show is how I found out about movies. That show is too. how I became how I became obsessed with movies. And uh, those were the voices, you know. I mean, Cisco and Ember were, were, yeah. were the voices that that told me about movies and 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 the things that I then sought out to to watch. So, like I said. There it
0: is. It's an out. The out is not right. We ended too early. (laughs) We had to actually accommodate a recording, so... We were going to go back and instead of just waiting and not putting this out, we're putting it out now. Enjoy it. And we'll come back and do a more complete beginning, middle and end. But you know, Jason and I, we're going to go all over the place. Um, Jason actually performed this week at Largo with us uh, for the Dinosaur Show. We do improv all the time. Well, all the time, once a month at Largo. Come check it out. November 30th is the next date. Jason will be there. I'll be there. Rob Hubel will be there. Rob Riggle will be there. The whole crew. Uh, It's our whole crew that we did Facebook with for 10 years at UCB Theater in Los Angeles with special guests. All right. Now that all of that is out of the way, um, we're done with Uninvited. We don't need to go back. I don't need to watch the international version. You know what I want to do now? I want to talk about next week's movie. We're going from Teratoma Terrace to Beaches That Make You Old. Oh yeah, I'm excited. That's right. We are watching the latest M. Night movie. Old. Holy shit. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to watch this. I can't wait for June to watch this. I've talked to people that I truly respect uh, their opinions about this movie and every single one of them is like, it is going to really, it's going to fuck with you. It's going to fuck with you because it's, it it's like half good and half just insane. And that to me is perfect uh, for an M. Night movie. There's a great book uh, about M. Night making the lady in the water, which I read, and I'll remember the title of it. It's called The Man Who Heard Voices. It's, a fascinating look at the making of that film and everything that was going on at Disney. It's a big, big, interesting book. Uh, Check it out. I think you'll like it. But anyway, we're not worried about The Lady in the Water. We're worried about this Okay, here's a short breakdown of the plot of old. A tropical holiday turns into a horrific nightmare when a family visits a secluded beach that somehow is causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. Rotten Tomatoes gives this film a 50% on the tomato meter, and Lee Pastache from The Herald Sun says, this movie is frustrating, old is foolish, old is fun, and old just has to be the so bad, it's good movie of the year. Well, I like that kind of review. Take a listen to the trailer. Are we
2: there yet? This beach, it's beautiful. My swimsuit is hurting. They do look small. Come on, let's play hide and seek. Have you seen my children? Mom, I'm right here. He was six years old this morning. Oh no. Mom, I'm scared. There's something wrong with this beach.
1: We were chosen for a reason.
2: What's happening? I don't know. (laughs) I can't see
3: Old, only in theaters this summer.
0: You can rent Old for $5.99 on Apple. You can watch it on Vudu. You can rent it on Vudu. You can rent it on Amazon. You can do it on YouTube, whatever you want to do. And check your local public libraries where you can find these movies for free. Uh, People, that is it. Thank you for listening to the show. We love it. Please remember to rate and review the show. It helps. It really does help. And visit us on our discords, mine, and how did this get made. If you want to check out some fun Twitch shows, uh, you can always jump onto my Twitch at twitch.tv slash friendzone. Me and Rob Hubel are there. If you're listening to this on Friday, he's doing his ghost show tonight, Friday Night Ghost Show. It's really, really fun. And uh, we do a show every Thursday with great, amazing guests. Uh, Visit us all on social media platforms, wherever you want to go. And if you want to listen to how this get made, uh, without the commercials, you can sign up for Stitcher Premium for a free one month trial. Use the code Bonkers. If you want to check out those Monday Matinee videos, they're right on my YouTube page. Just go to YouTube slash Paul Shear, I think. Anyway, thank you to Cody for making this document uh, so easy for me to read and leaving her thoughts throughout it, which I love. Uh, our engineer Devin, who had a birthday a little while ago, uh, our MVP Molly. She's a producer. I'm call Molly a producer, too. Everybody at Earwolf. And uh, we will see you next week for Old with the whole crew. The whole crew will be back. And remember, stay tuned and sign up for our mailing list because we got live shows coming. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye for now.
3: Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can
0: start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your
1: plumbing right first...